All right, it is Tuesday, May 10th, and as you can see, we're not in the offices. We are at Digital Dealer in Tampa. Woo! Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat when it's time for the yeah. kill. Ain't no Already having really fun this morning. We had a good breakfast. That's that's key. If you don't know anything about traveling with Kyle and I, breakfast is a very high priority. It's what we went to sleep thinking about. Exactly. <laughs> literally. L- literally thinking about because I think we both had a granola bar last night for, for dinner. We so, did. But well, it's all good. If you can call it dinner at midnight. Um, we had an amazing time at the Family Reunion Remix. If you were there, thank you. It was so good to see you and spend some time with you. I'm sure we will see you again today on Absolutely. the show floor. Um, if you weren't there, you were very well missed. Um, and we hope to see you at the next event. We have a lot of content that we shot at the event that we are going to produce and we're going to push it out through the social media channels so if you um, don't follow us on LinkedIn Facebook Instagram TikTok's probably not going to be a lot of that content yeah, on TikTok no, no, no. Uh, but on YouTube we're going to push as much of that out to you as fast as we can so that you can be a part of the action yeah. um, what was your big takeaway from last night we didn't talk about this I mean we well, talked about a lot of things after the event we didn't have much of a voice. I, we don't have much more Not right much now. Not much still even now. No, I think there was a couple of themes for me. One was just everybody that kind of came up to me just felt so encouraged and energized. It was this feeling of like, hey, look, there, there wasn't a lot of like programming or I didn't, I didn't come here to quote unquote learn something from a speaker, but there was an element of energy of being in a place together mm-hmm. going, there's something happening here and I'm just glad I'm a part of it. I'm glad that there's that there's something going on that says we have to do this together. And that was the energy. And then with all the people that we were kind of doing the interviews from and, and engaging with, like particularly for the content, was this thread of the necessity to have an attention toward a people economy, right? Mm. An economy of like, how do we treat our people? How do we engage our people? Whether it be industry partners or dealers or anyone, um, that that's the important thing that, that we need to be thinking about in our industry with chip shortages and with, you know, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear chip shortage uttered one time, time, not once at all. Yeah. And, and even with, you know, craziness in inventory, craziness in used car pricing, all of that, didn't come up through all of our conversations. It was all about how are we managing people well? How are we taking care of our people? So that as whatever bumps, whatever turns, whatever maneuvers have to happen, that our people are set up to win. And that that thread is is really pervasive through a lot of conversations in our industry right now. Met, met a ton of new people last night. I know. Right? I was actually surprised by how many new people I met and literally got to tell the Asodu story to. Yeah. Like someone invited them, they showed up, and they were like, what is this? Right. right. And so we got to tell them. We met this guy that's been in the industry for, had been in the industry six for six hours. <laughs> that's what we interviewed him. We're going to push that out. We're like, how long have you been in automotive? He's like, like six hours. This is the first thing he did in automotive. And we told him, listen, you, your objectivity is very perishable. And the next six months of you in automotive is the most valuable you're ever going to be to yes, us. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. we're big advocates of bringing people from outside automotive to inside, he's in the tech space, so it's great to get another mindset that has worked in retail and other spaces to come and now look at automotive and ask questions like, why do we do it why that do way? Why do it that way, right? yeah. I was like, don't be afraid to ask, why do we do it that way? Because, you know, we, we do things in a routine, Yep. and it's easy to get in the routine and be like, well, this is just what we do. Well, I love, I actually had a couple conversations last night, and I'm even noticing around the floor um, that there's some really new players in the space and uh, players, that, uh, from, especially from a tech side, that haven't been in automotive before, right. but are either seeing opportunity 
or recognizing that that they want to be a part of the industry and um, people that are coming. It's not like new tech companies that are being birthed in the industry, but ones that are looking from the outside in going, there's something about the, 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 that we need to be a part of, both from a tech perspective and from an energy perspective. And that was apparent last night and on the show floor here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about a little news today. Let's get into it. Because just because we had a party doesn't mean the world stops. Right. Exactly. It stopped for us for like a, a day or and a half as we were planning for it. But um, some of the things that we've been talking about for the last six months, I feel like they've all come to a They're bit of a head. kind of like... They've all come to a head, I feel like, in the last 72 hours right. for some yes, reason. Exactly. And, you know, we were talking to our senior writer, Chris. He's like, there's just so much to talk about right now. You know, yeah. sometimes in the news cycle, there's not. Right now, there's a lot. Uh, first, we want to talk about Rivian, mainly Ford selling its shares. All of it is like, what, 100 million shares or 100, no, 102 million shares, I think. Yeah. Rivian. We have notes, but, you know, it's yeah. not in front of so us. So they're selling off 8 million shares. Which 8 is million a, shares. Which is a ma- massive portion of their, their shares, right? Oh, they're so, not selling them all. I don't think selling them all. Um, but what's interesting about that is what we're seeing is Rivian is down nearly 21% for the year. And for Ford, at, you know, I think in January, we were looking at a lot of like their Q4 and their annual results. No, they're down 78% for the year. They're down 78%. They dropped 21% just when Ford sold their shares. that's what it was. Okay, so so when we were looking back at last year, so much of Ford's bottom line actually came from the the Rivian profits and the IPO and all of that happening, right? And so to see Ford go from... Look at look at all of the the revenue and the bottom line and everything we reported last year coming from this this massive opportunity celebrating these wins to just a few months later going hey look we got to get out of this while they getting still halfway good yeah right? Rivian um, Rivian announced after this you know obviously they're navigating navigating the situation some other people also announced that they're going to be selling their shares and so like there's this there's a correction. Yeah. happening. Rivian said they still expect to produce 25,000 vehicles this year, which is actually less than half of what they said they were going they thought they were going to be wow. able to produce uh, last year. So also not not great news. Yeah, well, and we've been talking a lot about how a lot of these EV companies have have in the past or at least the last couple of years been managing their supply chain just because they're managing the complete supply chain. Yep. But even Tesla coming out yesterday saying in Shanghai they had to uh, go to reduced hours because first uh, time we've heard that from them. Yeah, I feel so like. uh, to see some of these EV manufacturers start to be impacted in similar ways that uh, a lot of the ICE manufacturers and legacy COEMs have been over the past two years. Yep. It's kind of an interesting new story in that and, and to see how that impacts deliver deliveries and you know that that ever important share price which yes. is still just a voting machine on on their capacity right we talk about the voting machine or the weighing machine a lot and we're starting to see that the voting machine is having to turn into a weighing machine yep because it's saying hey look can you actually deliver on all the hope yeah and right. what we mean by that if you're just kind of new to the podcast we think of uh, stock prices or publicly traded companies as a weighing machine like a scale which is based on earnings and profits right that's where the fundamental of business drive the stock price but when once it gets to uh, kind of a pop culture mentality right, right people yeah. thinking it's going to do good well then it becomes a voting machine where just popular vote on what you think is going to happen is what drives the price so uh, we're watching that shift from Rivian Rivian like yeah, you're saying like exactly. it was a big time voting machine a lot of people were dropping and saying yes 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 price was going up but now the fundamentals are coming out and the weighing machine is always always where you can't stay a voting machine forever yeah no absolutely not well speaking of uh, voting machines. We don't have the segue. Stop. 
Segway time. Come on, Brian Ortega, yeah, when we, we need him. We need him here. <laughs> yeah, he needs like a little mix table right there. He needs there. to drive on a, on a Segway <laughs> across behind us. That's how Where it should actually go. That's how it actually one. should That's go. That's how it should have been. Um, no, the, a big vote has, has been had by the general public to, to vote up F1 over I don't, the last couple of years. I'm telling you what. Look, here's the thing. I don't know how many selfies, selfies, Instagram stories of people I follow were like in Miami for F1. Every, Brian Ben Stockbright, two of our investors were in Miami. It's unbelievable. You've got uh, automotive news crawl, crawling all over the place. Uh, it was wild to see the the variance in sponsors from like um, crypto all the way to Salesforce, yep. right? And everybody trying to get in the game in Miami. And so, it, you know, we put in the show notes that it kind of exceeded and failed expectations all at the same time <laughs> because from, and uh, you know, me closer to F1 now having gotten excited about it the way everyone else did with the Drive to Survive Netflix. series with Netflix. Um, you know, you see this energy around it where everybody's heading there. It's a who's who, yeah. right? Everybody's saying like, this is the place to be. Just became The popular. energy around the party met and exceeded expectations, right? It was everything that Miami could, could have to offer. Yeah. But from an actual like enthusiast F1 and especially driver's side, it was actually a big kind of terrible, right? Yeah. The asphalt was crappy. They said it felt like gravel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess the expect if you think about it, it's just like, well, there's there's blacktop. We can have an F one race. Exactly. That's not yeah. how it works. It's not. Yeah. There's a whole well, apparently. It, it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> apparently, exactly. So there's this whole like um, enthusiast thing that's kind of being lost in some of the surge within like the party mentality. Right. And, you know, I think just watching how, uh, trends start to dig into brand a little bit and, um, having to keep the sanctity of the brand while staying on trend and, and keeping, keeping the attention while keeping like the set, the, the craft of the race. Yep. Right. Which is so technical. Yes. They're so exactly. dialed in. The engines are technical. Right. The traction is technical that I just said. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Say sorry. <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> Can't do it again. Oh, no, man. I knew, knew you didn't want to do it. That's so funny. So, um, you know, one thing I saw that was very interesting. So Netflix, Drive to Survive, that changed the whole game for the sport whole in the game. United States. You know what ESPN paid for the television rights? Oh, no, I didn't. Only five million dollars. No way. It's about You've to go to seventy-five million. Yeah, just which still seems kind of low, granted, on how much attention there is around this. But yeah, I was like five million dollars. Wow. Smart. Yeah. And as so, they're selling the rights, actually, they're they're starting to. Another interesting thing is that they're deciding whether or not they want to go broadcast for the rights. Right. Or do they want to go? You know, like we've been seeing, you know, NFL is it going to Amazon or Netflix or somebody? I mean, Netflix makes a lot of sense. That would be really smart for Netflix. Well, to you get think into they're trying to live. sports yeah. and like. That seems like a no-brainer. It would be a no-brainer. But, so, I mean, it's it's a study in brand for me, right? And I think that there's still like it's still so early in its in its total brand reveal to the general public. Mm-hmm. But whoever can capitalize on this, like mm-hmm. whoever lands that contract, mm-hmm. whoever continues, you know, they just came out. Netflix said they're doing two more seasons of The Drive to Survive, and I think if Miami, if Austin, if US. Uh, uh, you know, conglomerates and, and larger companies can capitalize on this. There's a lot to be had leaning on this this brand that's been built by Netflix so well. 
You know, there's a, we talk about the conversion of retail automotive and popular culture and how this point in time is this convergence of um, EVs and new automotive technology. It's a convergence of, you know, um, blockchain technology, right, where people are just paying more attention to vehicles yeah. and kind of finance than ever before that I can remember. And I think retail automotive has a massive opportunity to show everyone what they're about. And since crypto.com was the sponsor of F1. I think we need to talk about what happened We've with cryptocurrency crypto, over the right? last three days. Like, Holy it cow. Actually, you were surprised by this this morning. You're like, oh my gosh, because we were looking at the numbers this morning. You're like, it's all the way down to 31,000. I was like, it was below. It was like 29 something yesterday. You were like, it's unbelievable. So a massive crash, less than almost, it's lost half of its value, I think, from its 52 week high. It's unbelievable. Um, and so, like everyone's saying, well, what's going on? There's nowhere to hide. Stock market's down. Inflation is up. Now crypto is down. Yeah. Right? What do you think, what do you think uh, is the story? For well, real? Well, I mean, what's interesting is I think early it was like, hey, crypto can be a something that doesn't get... A shelter. Like, it can be like a shelter gold. for your money. Right? It's, Guess what? Gold hasn't moved. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and saying like, hey, it's, it's outside of the stock market. It's outside of what the general public is doing. Decentralized, right? Decentralized, yep. right? But what we're really seeing is that it's taking a very, very similar path to anything that's technology. The rest technology. of the economy. The yeah. rest of the economy and especially the technology Absolutely. sector, right? And so for those people that are heavy in crypto and that, that were heavy in this kind of like decentralized place of doing business, we're really realizing it's just another tech player in stock. So I think that's going to change how investment portfolios for now, shape especially. up over the next couple right. of years. This is the first time this has happened. Yep. I mean, crypto's taken a couple dips, but never has it been tied to a macroeconomic factor. Right. Exactly. Right now, so it really is like it's totally uncharted territory. Right. Some people are buying. A lot of people are panicking. Right. Yeah. It's like that was that TurboTax. Right. The guys like looking at. He's like, I'm a millionaire. I'm not. I'm not a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Right. So there's a lot of not millionaires right now. Unfortunately, that might not have been a great commercial for crypto overall, right? Because right. they ran that commercial everywhere, and yeah. it's like that's that's the fear. That's the that's the hype and the fear all happening in the same time. Well, I don't know, but the TurboTax did that. They kind of normalized it. Right. And they're like, that's okay. That's just a thing. That's it's just fine. Happens, we'll right? just make sure your tax tax exposure is right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, ne I'm not never underestimate what others can do to your brand without being without having your brand being front and center, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, you think about like just Bitcoin or any of the or ETH, just being a brand front and center and yeah. not waiting on other brands to kind of speak into that and tell them what they are. Um, it's that's what's driven what's happened around. You know, so. crypto. I mean. It's, it's a long-term play. Without My thought is that like the technology behind it, the, the utility behind it is really something that differentiates crypto from anything else. Yeah, without Especially Ethereum, smart contracts. I think it's going to be part of retail automotive. I think it's going to be NFTs, part of pop culture. It right? will be. Again, I think so everything we're talking about, Ford and Rivian, EVs. We're talking about F1 and the popularity and the rise around that. We're talking about cryptocurrency. All of these elements are converging at this time in retail automotive, which means, bring this all the way back to all the dealers and industry partners we see to our event last night, we need each other. Yes. We need each other. Vendor partners and dealers need each other to figure out the best way to put it together for their store and their community and their market. Yep. Because one thing that F1, uh, a Netflix series can't have and cryptocurrency can't have and one Rivian, uh, your one EV publicly traded company can't have 
is a broad sense of community. Yes, exactly. And, and, and not just that, but the tentacles to reach all the way through, not just your own community, but the communities across the U.S. And that's what retail has, retail automotive has so unique to any of these brands. It's not built on some series. It's built on the groundwork. It's, it's built on the ground game of doing this day Tangible. in and day out, tangibly working in and amongst the communities and being a community and being a community center and the mayor of all of our communities almost. For sure. Um, such such an opportunity for automotive. So um, just don't lose sight of that. We're encouraging people. We're we're in, uh, like we say. If you, if this is the first time you listen to the podcast, like we're drawing a big circle. We want everyone involved. Everyone involved in doing this thing, pushing back, banding together, um, and saying that retail automotive is the absolute best way to deliver and service vehicles in the U.S. So um, if you were there last night, great. Make sure you check out the email at asodu.com. And if you're a vendor, if you're a dealer, make sure you invite all the other people in your organization to actually get on the email list because more conversations like this yeah. deeper and deeper into our organization is actually how the impact happens. It's actually how the change happens. And if you ask me, I'm going to put my investment and my votes and the scales I think are always going to be tipped in the favor of the community and automotive has Absolutely. shown over a hundred years that it knows how to do that in any situation. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, I don't know what state we'll be in tomorrow. Who knows? But, but we'll be here and we'll have a microphone and we'll see you then. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat when it's time for the kill. Ain't no beast when you really want.